Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! What's good, family? It's your boy, the Psalmist Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m., Tuesdays, Victory Over the Waste of Life with author Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Words Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Simon's Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV radio also live 365 tune in and all of our podcast social media platforms walk with us in relationship purpose and promise and let's go hey what's up this is Carlton Luizo from Trinidad and Tobago and you are listening to the Thomas Voice Radio Network walk with me family let me go let me go let me go you never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of War. With Sis Diane LeBrin. Right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Weights of Life with author and speaker Diane LeBrin. Hallelujah, glory to God, you know what time it is, it is Tuesday, 
the 14th of September, and you are listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life with yours truly, author and speaker. Yes, 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 you heard it, Dion Lubrin. I am here another day. Very happy to be here with you. I hope you guys have had a great day. I hope you guys uh, just realize how, how good our God is and did not forget to say thank you. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. So I am very grateful, blessed, and I am honored to have you here with me. Before we go any further, I want you to do something for me. The Bible tells us, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And you probably saying, well, I don't know how. I don't have the means to do it. Well, let me tell you, all I need you to do right now is go ahead and share this message. Share it to anybody you know, everybody, la-da-da-da, get somebody uh, uh, let them know that God loves them. Let them know that I am here and I bring you the word, baby, and I don't hold back. I let the Holy Ghost do what he want to do, and I just flow. Amen. So we are having a great day here at TPV Radio Network. The family, we bless you. We want to welcome you. And you guys know before we do anything, we cannot do nothing without Holy Spirit. So let us invite the Lord into this broadcast. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we give you thanks, and God, we give you praise. God, we lift up your holy name because there is none like you nowhere. Father, you are God alone. You sit on the throne. Lord, no one uh, went ahead and voted you in. That means no one can impeach you. No one can evict you out of the kingdom of God because you are God alone. You rule. You reign. You are sovereign. There is absolutely none like you. They cannot do God what only you and you alone can do. We thank you for this day. We bless this day, Father, because we know you have already ordained this day to do something wonderful in somebody's life. You have ordained this day to let somebody know that you love them, to let somebody know, oh God, in spite of all what they are going through, in spite of what they have been through, God, you have never left them, nor you have not forsaken them. You are still there because you are a faithful God. Father, as we come before you, we invite you, Father. Lord Jesus, we invite you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We ask that you come in like a rushing mighty wind, and we ask everyone that is listening, you begin to do a work on them even now. Father, make our hearts pliable to the words that you're going to speak into our hearts. Lord, as the seed comes, let us receive it with thanksgiving and with joy so that it may grow and it may bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Lord, we pray right now in Jesus' name that if we've committed any sin, God, would you please wash us in the blood of Jesus? Would you please clean us up from all sin, all unrighteousness, all iniquity, all transgression, from family curses, oh God, break family curses of our lives, from our mother's house, from our father's house. Lord, clean up our bloodline. Go all the way back, God, to the Garden of Eden. And God, as our bloodline come to us, God, wash us clean. Let the Holy Ghost fire go through our bloodline. Purify and bring change in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you send your word. And God, all who needs to hear this word, send it out to them, God. Let them be receptive. We pray, God, over TPD. 
social network, we bind the hands of the enemy. We come against any form of confusion and any form of interference. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you today. We render you powerless because you have no power. So, Father, we pray, oh God, for the man and the woman of God, that you bless the Newton family, that you watch over them, that you meet their needs, whatever they need, oh God, be the God that supply all of their needs. Let them cry out unto you, oh God, when they don't know what to say. Holy Spirit, would you go on in and would you begin to work on the inside with moaning and groaning, oh God, that cannot be uttered. Father, we dedicate this to you. We ask that you have your way. Call in the people, God, that needs to be called. You told us to go out and be fishermen of God. You told us, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. We are God. We're doing our part. So as we do our part, Father, do what only you can do. And we give you praise already. We give you glory and honor because you are great majesty and glorious God. And we thank you and may the church say amen. Yes. May the church say amen, amen, amen. Let me tell y'all, my spirit is in, I don't know if it's in cloud nine or on cloud nine or with cloud nine. (laughs) My spirit is excited. My spirit is happy because I know that Jesus lives, and most of all, he lives on the inside of me. That means, y'all, that means my name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and there's nothing the devil can do about it. Amen. So I hope you've had a great day. Like I said, I am author and speaker, Diane Lubrin. Again, it is an honor to have you here to all who are listening in the VI. We want to welcome you, VI, South Africa, uh, Nigeria. We want to welcome you, Australia. We want to welcome you, Trinidad and Tobago. We want to welcome you, South America. We want to welcome you, Middle East. We want to welcome Canada, the U.K., We want to welcome you, welcome, welcome, and we thank you and we bless you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You guys, if you have not picked up my new book, go to lubrandbooks.com. It is called What If? Living with the Regrets of Yesterday. While you are there, go ahead and register for my free ebook. You can get it absolutely free while you're there. You can check out the other books that are on my website amen i want to thank you don't forget october is domestic violence awareness month i already have my first speaker lined up the the lord already placed on my heart who the second speaker should be and possibly even the third so we are going to be having the entire month of october dedicated to domestic violence awareness month amen because as we know Domestic violence is happening when? Every day. Okay? Every day. While we've been here on this call, about 10 minutes, uh, women have been battered. Children have been battered or raped. Children, amen, are being put in a place where they're hungry. Men are being abused. It's not just women. It's not just women that are being abused. Women are also abusers. So ain't nothing, let me say it like that, ain't nothing special about nobody who knows they can and have advantage of someone and take it. 
that makes you a coward, and frankly, that makes you a punk. If you know you are bigger than me, if you know you got more power than me, if you know you are able to fight me and I can't fight you back, you ain't nothing but a nothing. Amen. And that's the best way I'm going to put it. So we're going to speak candidly about domestic violence. We are going to share stories, and we're going to give, most of all, give the glory to God for those of us who've already overcame, and we want other victims to know that they, too, can overcome. Amen? Because we want to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. A lot of people who are in the place of domestic violence, they think God has forgotten about them. And if you are listening right now, I want you to know, God have not forgotten about you. God is right there with you. You may not feel like he is, and the devil might try to tell you, where is your God now? Look at you. You got a black eye. Look at you. Your arm is in a sling. Look at you. Your babies are crying. Where is your God now? Do not let that devil make you doubt the Father. Do not let that devil make you feel like he is more powerful than God. Remember, the devil is a dog. Remember, he's been defamed. Remember, you have the power to tell him, shut up, and he have nothing else to do but tuck his tail, shut up, and run away like the dog that he is. So don't let him fear you. Don't let him bring fear to you. Don't let him have you in a place where you are inferior to anyone else because you are loved and you have been called and chosen by the Almighty God. Think about it. How many sperms did not make it to that egg? And here you are with your bad self. And you're going to tell me God has nothing in store for you. You're still surviving. How many friends have you had that have passed on? How many friends that you have are just out there, lost their mind, out there, you know what I'm saying, on drugs, but you, you're still here. God has still kept you, not because you're so wonderful, it's because he is wonderful, not because you're so educated, you have this business and you think you all that. No, baby, remember what the book of Proverbs say, he hates a proud look, so don't get too proud because he's going to knock you right where you're standing. Amen. We have a loving God, but at the same time, he is a parent just like you and I are parents. We love our kids, but they say the wrong word, baby. We will knock you down right where you're standing. Amen. So we, we want to bless God. We want to thank God, and I want to thank you again. Thank you to Pastor Chris and uh, First Lady Shanice for having me here. I thank you guys so very much for this wonderful uh, place where I can come, I can share my story, and most of all, I can tell how good God is, gives me an opportunity to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world, just like he said that we ought to do. So I want to thank you guys so very, very much. And to the rest of the TPV family, may God bless you, and may God continue to increase every one of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, whew, this week has been kind of tough. If uh, you've never had a demon of, what is it, Lord? I didn't forget his name because I don't cast him out of me. You know, where your head gets dizzy and stuff and your head hurts and you vertigo. <laughs> I don't bind and destroy that devil so much. I can't even think of the name. If you've never battled with the spirit of vertigo, let me tell you something. That's 
spirit wants you to lose your mind. That spirit wants you to lay down. That spirit wants you to do nothing. You can't barely pray because you, when you lay down, your head by itself feels like it's on a roller coaster going 100 miles per hour. Your stomach is nauseated. It's a really, really bad feeling when you have vertigo. But let me tell you something. Our God is greater than vertigo. And I tell you, I started calling on the blood of Jesus, and I started calling down fire from heaven, and that vertigo, I don't know where it went, but it ain't in my house no more. And like I told him, don't come back. You are not welcome in Jesus' name. So this week had been a little tough having to deal with that, you know, and, and I, I wasn't quite sure I'd be able to be here today, but I thank God because, like I said, my spirit is excited. I feel so alive and so, what is the word, euphoric, amen, because I believe that there is a work that God is doing on the inside of me, and I don't want you guys to be left out, and this is why, again, I am so grateful for this platform, so you too can have that, that, that freedom. The Bible tells us whom God has set free. We are free indeed. Amen. So I am enjoying that freedom in Jesus Christ, and I want you to get to know the Lord so you too can get that freedom in Christ Jesus. Amen. So today I want to talk to you about something. I'm not sure if I've ever really spoken about that, and I guess because I've never heard of of a story that I mean, sometimes you hear stories and you're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And then you hear another story and say, oh, my God, I thought that was bad, but this is worse. And it, it just it's like snowball. It just keeps getting bigger and worse and worse and worse. And last week I wanted to speak about that, but I was unable, amen, to be here. I was listening to this woman of God on Facebook and a young man from one of the Caribbean islands sent her a video of his struggle and the way he spoke he didn't just flat out come out and say he's still in the closet but the way he spoke he is in the closet and he's letting the woman of God know he is struggling because he is saved and he's having this feeling and it's it's really hard and the way that spirit came by him he said he was being raped by his older brother. I, 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 I when I heard that, I was like, I, I, I yeah, I, I was just, 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 I was just off. I was just gone. I was like, what did he say? He, I think from seven years old or something, he said he was being raped by his older brother. He said he would go to sleep, and when he woke up, his bottom would be sore and wet and he said on occasions he woke up and his brother was performing fellatio on him and so he said that put him in a place of embarrassment and in a place of shame but the thing is Caribbean people, that's one thing we don't talk too much about because what happens in the house is supposed to remain in the house. And because of that, there are a lot of people who are suffering and who are suffering in silence. But he went on to say that was not the only person that was doing these things to him. He had an uncle, and his uncle sat him on his lap. And this is why I say parents. Pay attention 
to the people who come to your house. Watch how they play with your kids. Do not let no grown man sit your baby on his private. Do not even, in this day and time, do not even let them let your baby sit on their lap. Because I hate to say it, you can't trust anybody. Okay? You cannot trust anybody in this day and time. So he said his uncle sat him on his lap. And I'm telling you, when he said that part, that part took me back to an experience I myself went through. And he said he turned around and all he knew, his uncle had his tongue down his throat. And as, as a child being that age, perfectly understand and perfectly comprehend how he felt at that time, because it was at that time, at that age of seven, I remember my mother's boyfriend would do that to me, sit me smack on his private, and any moment he can, that was a way if he can stick his tongue down my throat, that's what he would do. So when I heard that young man say these things, my heart was grieved. My heart knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. And just like me, he said, he thought about committing suicide on numerous occasions, but he said the only reason why he had not committed suicide, because his grandmother would say to him, if you commit suicide, if you kill yourself, your soul will be lost forever. If you kill yourself, there is no forgiveness because you, the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. And in order to be able to get forgiveness, you have to be able to be alive and go to God and repent. So if you kill yourself, you cannot come back from the dead and repent and be forgiven. So he said because he cannot kill himself, that does not mean the thought doesn't come. And the way he talked, you can hear the brokenness in him. You can hear the hurt in him. You can hear the fact that he does not want to be attracted to man. But for some reason, that attraction is there. You can hear in his voice that the things that he's doing, he knows it's wrong because he is in the church. And ladies and gentlemen, you will be surprised how many men and women who are in the church who are living secret lives simply because of the things just like that that happened to him and I and countless other men and women. There are children every day who have been subject to this lifestyle. Why? Because the person that's abusing them, it can very well be their father. It can very well be their older brother their older sister and and my my friend god she she passed on a few years ago i'm going to share with you her story she told me about her brother and her sister and 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 you would be surprised it's not just strangers anymore raping and molesting our children it's not just see a lot of people i'm going to just be blunt and honest a lot of people have a problem with gay people I don't have a problem with gay people. I have a problem with that spirit of perversion. That's my problem. That spirit of perversion that have crept in and took over the life 
of that man and that woman is where I have a problem. You hear people say, oh, I don't want them around me. I don't want them around me. It's not them. Remember what Ephesians 6, 12 says. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness. So we're not fighting the people. The people who are living that lifestyle, they don't even realize the devil is riding them. They're really thinking this is how God created them. They're really thinking this is the choice that they made, and they are happy with it. But the devil has blinded their eyes. The devil has them in a place where the Bible talks about their minds being seared with a hot iron. So they, they, they can't look and say, well, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong. Some of them know it's wrong. Like that young man, because he's in church, he's hearing the word, he's going to church, he's reading his Bible, he's singing, he's raising his hand. But as, as he's doing that, if anybody had ever been convicted by the devil, I don't know how holy you may be, but I've had conviction of the devil where he makes you feel smaller than a grain of sand by the beach. He will tell you all kinds of stuff. Oh, look at you. I thought you were saved. I thought you loved Jesus. Did you say you gave your life to him? And here you are again in bed with a man or a woman that's not yours. Here you are again stealing something you know you're supposed to pay for. Here you are again lying. Here you are again doing this. And it's always a condemnation. And Romans chapter 8 verse 1 tells us, there is therefore now no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. So if you are not in Christ Jesus, you will get condemnation. But for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, Holy Spirit will come. And he will convict us. There is a huge difference between condemnation and conviction. Condemnation makes you feel bad. Condemnation makes you feel rotten. Condemnation makes you feel as though God has turned his back on you. Condemnation will make you feel as though God don't love you. And you are just a waste of time. And that's what the devil does best, make you feel like you are so far gone that God cannot reach you. And it is an absolute lie from the pit of hell because the Bible tells us that the ear of the Father is not dull where he cannot hear us. His eyes are not blind where he cannot see us. His hands are not short where he cannot reach us. And his Feet are not bound where he himself cannot come and get us when we cannot get out of what sometimes we have gotten ourselves into. So we have got to know that those of us who are in Christ Jesus, when we mess up, don't wallow. Don't feel bad. Don't be like the prodigal son. He lost all his money, and rather than coming home and saying, Daddy, I really, really, really messed up, he lingered to the point where he coming from a house where he was a prince, went all the way down 
to not just the beggar, someone who is feeding the swine. And if you know anything about the Jewish culture, the Jewish culture has nothing to do with pork. And to have swine eating with the swine. Do you know how stink swines are? Pigs stink. When they burp, when they fart, when they use the restroom, everything about a pig stinks. And still there are some people that will tell you, man, I love my pork from the rooty to the tootie. And we don't realize how unclean that pork is. Now, I know I'm probably messing with somebody, because right now you're probably chomping down on some pork chops, or you're about to have some pork chops tomorrow, or, 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 or some, some barbecue ribs and whatnot, and I'm messing with you. Hey, maybe God is saying this to you because your blood pressure is sky high. And pork will get your blood pressure sky high. Maybe God is letting you hear this word to let you know if you give up that stuff, there's something in your body that can be healed and that can be holding up your deliverance. But let's go back. My friend who have passed on, who is in heaven now, when I wrote my very first book, he was there all the time. She called me. And she told me, she said, oh, my gosh. She said, Diane, she said, I started reading the book. She said, and I had to start over. And then she went on, and she began telling me about she has a brother that none of the family members trust. And whenever that spirit of pedophilia come upon him, he will come to the mothers, and he would ask them, can he take their sons or daughters, whatever, to get something to eat? And by him doing that, that would give him the opportunity to molest his very own nieces and nephews. Okay? The devil don't care. The devil is trying to destroy us. He's trying to destroy the next generation, and he's trying to destroy our children. I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to someone who was a victim of sexual child abuse. You are listening to someone who went out on a date with a guy because I thought he liked me and I liked him. And he took from me what was not rightfully hit. When it comes to sexual abuse, there is something that happens in your soul. And it is something, I don't care how much medicine, how much antidepressant, how much sleep aid, I don't care what kind of medicine they put you on, there is no medicine that can go in your soul and remove what sexual abuse has done to you. So she went on to tell me she couldn't understand why her brother was like that. And her mother would wonder what happened to my Son. They never suspected it was his older sister that had been molesting him, performing fellatio on him from a toddler. You know what a toddler is, right? One year old, two year old. Your babies that are in 1T, 2T, 3T, 4T. She has been performing fellatio on him. And begun raping him until he was 14 years old. Say what? 14 years old. There are a lot of men that will never speak of sexual abuse. 
there are a lot of men that are so promiscuous. We call them dogs. But have we taken the time or the chance to sit down and have a talk with that man? Most of the time, and this is one thing I am hoping to have, I am hoping for the month of October to have a man that would be willing to come and tell us about his experience with sexual abuse. I, I, I never have heard of, of testimonies, but I've never actually had the opportunity to speak with one. They, we call them dogs. Oh, you can't keep it in your pants, you guys. Let me tell you another way that you would be surprised. And let me tell you, when you spend time with God, when you spend time with God, God begins to show you stuff. God begins to open your eyes to stuff. Do you know boys who have promiscuous mothers do the same thing to women? Do you know boys who has mother? and I'm sorry to say it like that, boys who has mothers and they are prostitutes and they bring their johns home. Do you know these boys? treat women the same way they saw these Johns come to their mother's house and treat them? I'm telling you this, honey, from experience. My ex-husband, the only name to describe a woman in his vocabulary is the B word. It doesn't matter who, what woman, it doesn't matter where she came from, you get him upset because he was a narcissist. You don't allow him to control you. You have your own mind and your own opinion. The only word he will call you is a B word. Now you turn around because when he, when I had had enough, honey, when I had had enough, the last fight we had, and he called me the A word. I looked back at him and I told him, yo, mama. And then I proceeded to tell him, basically, she is what you calling me, the B word, and just check by the teeth in her mouth. Now, I know two wrong don't make no right. I know that. But when you hurt, hurting people hurts people. If you hurt me, I'm going to do all I can to hurt you, especially if we don't know Jesus. See, Jesus tells us to turn the other cheek because Jesus is aware that hurting people is broken on the inside and the devil is using that hurt to lash out at other people. So when you hurt somebody, Amen. And that somebody come at you or, or somebody hurt you and somebody else come at you. Guess what you do? You try to dig deep and hurt them to the core of them. I remember I would sit because I know them girls, the ones who didn't like me because of, <sighs> you'd be, you, be surprised. God created you and people will dislike you because of the way God created you. Amen. And they did not like me because of hair. Because, you know, women, they have this thing with hair. And for me, hair is not even a big thing because I guess God just gave it to me like that. My size, my shape, my figure, my beauty, my sense of, you would be surprised how many girls who wanted to body slam me. So guess what? 
I would wait for them. And I would dig as deep as I can. And when they come at me, I would strike like a cobra because I wanted nothing but death to come to them. Not death in the natural, but I want that to completely destroy how they saw themselves, destroy their self-esteem, destroy their self-worth and their self-value. Do you know why? Because that's where I was. So when you see some men, not all of them, because they are for real, for real some dogs. There are men who grew up in a, a two-parent home, mom and dad worked hard. Some of them went to church. Some of them, God forbid, are in the church sleeping with all the women in the church just because they can, because they're pastor's son, okay? Just because they can, they do it. But there are some men who have been hurt, who have been broken, and they are lost, and they try and to be a man, and they don't know what that is because of what happened to them. Amen. And when I think about it, I understand why they hate the name sissy, because it's such a derogatory word, and it is such a nasty put down, especially when something as horrible as rape has happened to a young boy. There's this guy. He has completely turned away from God. Why? Because another male member of his family molested him. And a lot of the times, boys will not talk because what? they are ashamed, because they are embarrassed, because what happened to them, that secret must never get out because a man is not supposed to penetrate another man. A man is supposed to be with a woman. So if another man penetrates another man and he's trying to figure it out, who am I? Where am I? What am I? I'm supposed to be a man, but this happened to me. I'm supposed to be a man, but I'm having these thoughts. I'm supposed to be a man, but I am up late at night watching videos watching porn sites and, and, and stuff that I am not supposed to enjoy. These people, ladies and gentlemen, we are not supposed to curse them and, and tell them, get away from us. We are supposed to do just like Jesus and love the hell out of them. We are supposed to love them in a manner that that devil have got to stay away. Because let me tell you something. Those of you who are living fancy free and carefree and you're footloose and you just going around, oh, I'm just living life uh, like it's golden and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Today, if I go today, I'm having fun. You better think about that twice. Because there is a heaven and there is a hell. So in all your partying and your smoking and your sexing and your doing this and your doing that, remember, it is appointed unto men once to die and then the judgment. Domestic violence does not care if you are a man, if you are a woman, if you are a boy, or if you are a girl. I've said it over and over, and I will say it, and I will continue to say it. The most powerful thing a man and a woman have 
is their sexuality. And when somebody takes away your sexuality without your consent, you have taken their power. If you don't believe me, well, I ain't going to tell you go there, but I'm pretty sure a lot of you all have gone and have seen. There are men who work 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week, and they will go to the strip club. And little champagne will come up, and she will do her dance, and he has no problem making it rain. Why? Her sexuality. That movie a long time ago, it said, you have to use what you got to get what you want. And if you don't believe that's true, (laughs) you better think again. Again, you were talking to a witness. I witnessed that for myself because I was so broken, so, 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 so broken. I was looking for somebody to love me, to accept me, to appreciate me. The only thing I thought, not to mention I was a single mom trying to take care of my babies, and the only thing I thought I could do Take my clothes off to make money. Think about that. The only thing I thought I was good enough to do is to strip and make money. I went to the strip club. I visited the ones that I want, or at least I thought I wanted to dance at. And when I got in there, all the girls were like me. I don't mean black, I don't, but I'm saying they were all like me. They didn't all look like me, but they were all like me. We were all broken in the same place. We were all seeking love. We were all seeking acceptance. We were all seeking security and safety. All we were looking for is for somebody to wrap their arms around us and say, you know what, I got you. I love you. You don't love you, but I love you. You don't want what's best for you, but I want what's best for you. And the best that you can ever have is Jesus. Now, peep this. I grew up in church. But one of the people who molested me, (laughs) you should have seen his Bible. Huge Bible. We were in church on Tuesdays for, what was Tuesdays, or Bible study. We were on, on Thursdays for prayer meeting, choir rehearsal, Friday, Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday morning service, and Sunday evening service. And Monday morning, as I'm trying to get ready for school, he sneaks in the bathroom, pretending like he needs to use the bathroom to molest my body. A little 10-year-old. Ain't nobody got nobody at 10 year old. Flat chested. Nobody looks sexy at 10. Okay? You are at 10. You don't even know what the word sexy means. But here I am with this Pentecostal man who was in church, clapping his hands, singing close to the pastor and pretending and shucking and jiving 
in all this time behind closed doors, using my little body as his own buffet, as his own playground. Could I tell that to my godmother? Of course not. Did she know? Of course she did. I did not realize until I got a little older why she used to beat me the way she used to beat me. Because in her eyes, I was the other woman. I was taking her man out of her bed, not realizing how I was in that bathroom, frightened, shaking, and I go to school acting up because the spirits are in me, harassing me. I am un I am I cannot be controlled because this little frail what seventy, eighty pounds, ten years old, I was let me tell y'all some. I was nothing but skin and bone. Okay, at twenty one I was still the size of olive oil. You hear me? I gave birth. I was still hundred and twelve pounds after I gave birth. That's how teeny tiny I was. So at ten years old, what is sexy about that? Nothing, but he didn't care. But then he would make us read our Bible. He would make us all come around the bed at night and read the scripture and go ahead and expound on the scripture and go ahead and pray. For that reason, prayer, I did not like it. And to be honest, there are some days when the spirit is telling me go pray, but it's like a punishment. Because of what I experienced, not realizing the Lord is saying, come, come at my feet. You need something to heal in your body. You need me to make you whole. Come, 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 come. And I'm like, ugh. It's like punishment because that's what I experienced. You treat me bad. You molest my body. And you have the nerve. To tell me, come and read the Bible and, and, and explain it. No wonder when I begin to read, I could barely read because I was so frightful. Frightful of him being there and his wife being there. Frightful to read the word because I'm so nervous. Because even in reading the word and mispronouncing the word, guess what? They still made me feel stupid. Ten years old, Christian, fasting and praying. We were not allowed to have breakfast in the morning. You have to fast to go to church. And can you imagine 24 hours after fasting, you are putting a young child in a place that will open the doors and devils will come and invade that child. Let me say this. I don't care if the police is listening. <laughs> I don't care if the judge is listening. My granddaughter, anybody who want to go to the grave before their time, do something wrong to her. My grandson, same thing. No mercy. Not one. I will destroy you. Okay, and I know somebody's probably said, oh, my God, what kind of a Christian would say something? I would destroy you, and I would cut your part, and I would suck it down your throat. Do not 
do it. I, I, I pray I am never on a court. I am never on a jury where this has happened because from my experience alone, I would find that person guilty. And it might not be right. It might not be right. For this cause, there are a lot of people who works for CPS who takes child abuse so seriously because they make it about themselves. They, and they're not able to be biased. They're not able to say, oh, this is not me. This is not my time. This is somebody else's time. And the truth can be in their eyes. But because they never got somebody to defend them and they never got revenge, they never got their share to hurt that person back. Everybody who comes to CPS, what they tell you, you are not innocent until proven guilty. You are guilty until proven innocent. Domestic violence, ladies and gentlemen, is an ugly thing. It doesn't care what side of town you were brought up in. It doesn't matter if you have a mom and dad in the house or was in the house. It doesn't matter if you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you're Asian, you're Chinese. It doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter where you went to school, whether you went to a community college or an Ivy League school. It doesn't matter if you speak English, if you speak Spanish, if you speak French, if you speak Chinese, if you speak Haitian. It does not matter where you are. Domestic violence is an equal opportunity destroyer. It will destroy any household that it comes into. Some people never think of domestic violence coming to their front door. You know why? They grew up in a prestigious home. They grew up where they, they, they were able to enunciate. They know what the, the, the salad fork is. They know what dessert fork is. They know exactly how to hold their knives. Keep your elbows off the table. They have all the etiquette. They know everything. Went to school. Have hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars in their account. And they would never think domestic abuse would come to the house. And then you send out your little prince or your little princess who came out of a broken home. And guess what? Domestic violence just came into your house. And what, what I hear so many people say, I never knew. I never expect that to happen. She looked so nice. He was such a gentleman. You know why? Because victims of abuse, we are great actors. We know when to smile. We know when to nod our heads. We know how to make him look good. We know how to make her look good. We are actors who have not been discovered. And I'm saying to you, not because it has not happened to you. Not because you had a loving husband and you had a loving wife and all your children saw was mom and dad loving on each other. Your babies go to school. Your babies go to church. Your babies go to the mall. Your babies, they will find, you know what I'm saying? You, sometimes you think your kids are at the library and that wasn't now in those days. Do they even have libraries nowadays? Do libraries even open? Well, back in the days growing up, Brother Chris, back in the days growing up, we knew better. 
we go into the library, but we never made it <laughs> to the library. Or at the library, we had people waiting on us. Amen. So I had to speak on this. And let me say this. If you're listening on Facebook, if you're listening on any of the platforms, if you would love to tell your story, if you are a man, and you would love to tell your story here on the on the uh, Victory Over the Weights of Life show with me, yours truly, beautiful yellow me. <laughs> if you would like to tell us your story, you don't have to tell your name. You don't have to say anything. Just come and share with us your experience and where you are in the process. Have you been healed? Have you been delivered? What are the struggle likes? What are your days like? I would love to have you on this show. Please go to TPV Radio Network and send us an email. If you are listening, uh, if you can comment on Facebook, however you can get in touch with us, if you would like to be on the show to tell us your story, I would be so grateful and I would be so thankful to have you on the show because, like I said, usually when we hear stories of domestic violence, it's always about the man treating the woman bad. It's always about the man or the woman mistreating the children and not feeding the children and beating the children till they're black and blue. But very, very, very rare you hear a man come out. Now, are there men who are victims of abuse? Absolutely. You might know one, and you don't even know that they're one because silence, or so they say. So if you would love to share your story with us, I would appreciate that very much. I said to you, if you are in a place of hurt, if you are looking for a savior, if you are looking for somebody to tell your hurt, your trials, and your struggle to, right now may I present to you and introduce to you none other but our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You can come to Jesus, and you can let it all hang out. You can cry. You can let go. You can ask him why. You can tell him how you hurt. You can tell him your disappointment. You can tell him anything. And the Bible says he will in no wise cast you out. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be delivered. He wants to set you free. And the first step of doing that is making him the Lord and the Savior of your life. So if you are listening now and if you're gone back on the website and you're listening by replay, please, may I take this opportunity to introduce you to Jesus. May I take this opportunity and lead you to the only one that can take away your pain and give you life eternal. If you are ready, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, I come because I am a sinner. Or if you are a backslider, tell him I am a backslider. And Father, today, I am making a decision to come home. 
Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you forgive me of my sin and that you wash me in the blood of Jesus. Father, right now, I turn my back on the world. Satan, I have nothing to do with you. Jesus, be my Lord, be my God, be my Savior, be my Deliverer, be my Healer. Today, Father, I make a decision that I will serve you until the day I die or until the day the skies are cracked and you come to get me. Father, I thank you. Erase my name out of the book of death and write my name in the book of life. As of right now, I am saved. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, I want to say to you, welcome, my brother. Welcome, my sister, into the kingdom of God. What I now want you to do, I want you to ask the Lord to send you to a church that teaches the Bible. Not doctrine of themselves, but teaches the word of God. I want you to start praying. I want you to start going to God and start seeking God. Diane, how do I seek God? You go and you say, Lord, I'm coming to seek you. I need you. I don't even know how to pray. Help me. And just like I'm talking to you, whatever is on your heart, you can tell him. And can I tell you something? You don't have to pay no therapist or no counselor, no money. You can go to Jesus, and guess what? You have his absolute attention. You can talk to him for as long as you want. He will never tell you he's tired. He will never tell you he has something else to go do. He will never put anybody before you. That's how much God is. So today, again, I want to say to you, welcome to the family of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you guys so much for being here with me again. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you, Lord. We give you praise and glory and honor. Let thine will be done. Father, I opened my mouth and you filled it. Now, Father, let it fall on the ears and may their hearts be receptive, God, to get the word, to have the word grow and bring forth fruit in their life. So, Lord, I thank you. For you are a good God. And like Jesus said on the cross, Father, it is finished. We give you great praise, great glory, and honor. I want to thank you guys again for being here. Amen. Next Tuesday, same time, same place, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time right here. TTV Radio Network, if this blessed you. Please go ahead and re-listen. And if you know of someone that would be blessed by that word, would you do? Would you go ahead and pass it on? Because let me tell you something. When that person get delivered, when that person give their lives to God, just by you sharing that word, guess what? You will get credit too. Because you allow the word of God to reach somebody that I could not do. So let us draw in as many as possible into the kingdom of God. Don't forget, Jesus is coming soon. Don't forget, we are at the end time. And any day, and any time, Jesus can sound the trumpet and off we go. So I say to you, I will see you next Tuesday, God's will, unless the rapture happens. 
And if it happens, I hope I catch you in the air. Be blessed. I love you. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You have been listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life with author and speaker, Diane Lubre. Bye-bye, everybody. That's the safest place to be You've been under pressure with a broken heart You've been trying to fight these battles on your own And the night don't seem like you're ending You're used up and you feel like you're empty But in all these things we overwhelmingly Conquer through the one who loves us Central Texas.